Welcome to Franchise Voice, the podcast from the International Franchise Association. I'm Jack Munson, along with today's moderator, Ricky Amos, Executive Director of the IFA Foundation. Ricky, hi, how are you? I'm doing great, Jack. How are you today? I'm terrific. Looking forward to hearing from your guests today. Before we get there, can you tell us a little bit about the IFA Foundation's mission? Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to do that. And thanks again for having us on to talk about the work that we're doing and how that's trying to advance the mission that is franchising and bring so many more people into this amazing business model and help people achieve their wealth generation dreams and, um, and, and really empower people. And that's what we're all about really at the IFA Foundation. We are, I think of us as the CSR corporate social responsibility arm of the International Franchise Association and franchising at large. You know, our mission is to raise awareness of the franchise business model. That's something I heard from the first day I came over to the IFA. People were like, if they just, if, if everybody just understood, if they just knew more about what we were really about in franchising, you know, people would really get it. And we, you know, they, we would see more people coming in through franchising because it's such an amazing tool. So a big part of what we are, are doing is raising awareness of the model, educating people about what it's really about. Uh, and then specifically, we we focus in areas of veterans, diversity, community, and the workforce to really dig into those particular communities as franchising being that tool and opportunity to just unlock futures. And so we have a vet friend program in particular that focus on, focuses on reaching out to veterans and educating them about franchising and vice versa. Um, we have a diversity institute which focuses on reaching out to underrepresented communities and building connections and, and sharing resources and information about um, getting more uh, diverse communities involved in franchising. And then we have one of the areas that we're going to focus on today, which is our community focus that we have within the foundation. There isn't a franchise I have met yet that isn't deeply embedded in their community. These folks, you know, and part of our educational mission is to help people understand that these are locally owned businesses, that these are local leaders. These are your softball coaches and your baseball coaches and your soccer coaches and your teachers and, you know, and, and individual and veterans who are, are, you know, opening their own businesses in their local communities. And when they are opening businesses in their local communities, they are giving so much back to their communities through their contributions, through their volunteer time and service. Um, and franchising gives back, which is one of our, our third marquee programs within the IFA Foundation. The mission of franchising gives back is to help make sure we tell that story. We feel it's really critical as part of the awareness raising about the positive contributions of franchising that people understand the community contributions, the community impact. Uh, and we also want to help our members think about ways that they can lean into that even more, you know, emerging brands who are really trying to find their footing and how they can have even greater impact in their communities. How can they support their franchisees in doing that? So we wanted to bring two amazing leaders to the table, uh, to the conversation here today to talk about, you know, how they see that really playing such a vital role within franchising and share their, their specific examples. So we're really excited about that conversation. 
Um, so with that, what I'm going to do first, I first I want to introduce uh, all of our uh, all of our audience to Allison Hill. Allison is the head of diversity and social responsibility at Rourke Capital Group. For those of you who know a little bit about franchising gives back, you know it exists because of the support of Rourke Capital Group and the idea and the vision that they had to say, you know, there's so much out here. One, we are people who do good. We need the world to understand what that is and what it really looks like and help, you know, really kickstarted the whole concept of franchising gives back. So, you know, Allison, if I could bring you to the to the conversation first, could you tell us a little bit as we jump in about your franchising background and then we'll start talking about Rourke and all the great work that you all are doing. Sure. Thanks, Ricky. Um, it's so great to be here with you today. And I think if anyone knows anything about Rourke or our founder, Neil Aronson, you've most likely heard him say that he loves franchising um, and really loves supporting that community because it gives individuals from all backgrounds the chance to be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And so being able to support so many people live their ownership dream is really important to everyone at Rourke. Um, I was fortunate before I joined Rourke to be um, at a portfolio company. And also my husband, very close to home, used to work at Focused Brands before he moved over to Rourke. And so watching him and being supportive of him in that role um, with all of those important franchisees really helped me understand the franchise system and how it's such a collaboration and important relationship for local communities um, and ways that people give back. So it's a pleasure to be here, like I said, and thank you for having us. Thanks, Allison. It's always been so great. I've always enjoyed our opportunities to work together in recent years as we, I think, are on this mission to really connect the dots between uh, people understanding both just the great work that our members do within the IFA and within franchising, but all and the impact that it is having on communities. Um, and I'd like to, you know, if we could take a couple more minutes, because, you know, to your point that you just shared, this is in the DNA of work. This is just who you are and, and what you all do and, and the vision that you had to help set up the Franchising Gives Back program. You know, from, from a franchising perspective, you know, what is it that, that work sees all the more as to the importance of really um, advancing this mission? So I think... I love that you said the word DNA, um, and I think it's really important to understand the core of Rourke before we even get to the franchise level. And what I mean by that is we're a private equity firm, so we raise money, and the people that we raise money from are limited partners are actually people that also support the everyday community. And what I mean by that is we have schools like Harvard or Yale, we have endowment funds, um, teacher and firefighter pension funds. So we always say at Rourke, um, and we really keep our focus on this with all we do, is that when Rourke does well and the companies do well, more kids get to go to college, more people get to um, fight a disease based on the cancer research or other healthcare research that gets done. And the people that teach our children and protect our streets um, get to retire more comfortably. So when you think of it that way, like people is always, they're always at the core of what we think about when we're doing our work. And so um, I joined Rourke four years ago to have a greater emphasis on philanthropy and local community work 
but way before my time, as I was saying, um, my husband and Steve Romanello were here and they saw many of the same things that you saw, that the economics of franchising, that's great. But what they do, that small business is so vital for communities and they wanted to celebrate that community work that was being done and really inspire other franchisees with their stories. And so they put together the plan to work with you on establishing franchising gives back really, you know, for that reason. And like I was saying, because they were both at Focus Brands before Rourke and worked so closely with the franchisee community for so long, they have a great appreciation. They understand how much they do to support their communities. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's a, it was a celebration and something that was really important from the top of what we do all the way down to our franchisee system within the companies. That's really great. I, you know, I'm just loving even in these past couple of minutes in that answer, the opportunity we've had through that to help our members understand a little bit more about the role of, you know, private equity and how you all are uniquely looking at that and how you are thinking about uh, support down within the system. So if we can dig into that a little bit more, um, because there's such an emphasis on this down at the ownership level and looking at the individual um, individual brands, could you tell us a little bit more about the role that you all play in supporting this and cultivating it down at, at all levels within, uh, within the franchise family? Sure. Um, well, First of all, our, our mission, generally speaking, is to help people and companies realize their potential. So when you have that integrated into the fabric of who we are and our culture, we are very supportive at the company level when they want to initiate any kind of philanthropic program or giving. Um, and really going back to what Steve and Jeff you know, thought is social impact, doing good is doing good business at the same time, you can do both. And that's really where the magic happens. So work is never going to dictate to any company what to do for their philanthropy. We, everyone makes their own decisions, but we absolutely are here for support. And so just as an example, within the Rourke portfolio, last year the, at the brand level, almost 26 or a little over $26 million was donated. Um, and then, of course, you have all the franchisee support on top of that with in-kind or, you know, other programs that go on. So I think because we tend to have companies with the same values, right, because like values attract like values. And that's why a lot of founders really like um, to be partners with Rourke is because we do let people operate independently, but we're very supportive of those types of things. Um, so... And then in terms of direct support, you know, of course, if someone needed something, I think, you know, I've helped different brands workshop a platform or, you know, always on the phone to answer any questions. There was another company that wanted to start a foundation this year. But I think the other really incredible part about the Rourke portfolio is that if you have such a network that you can tap into, so... I love connecting people. And I think it helped coming from a portfolio company where sometimes you feel like, am I bothering somebody? Can I, is there another company I can talk to? And absolutely, like we always are connecting different companies to learn from one another. So I think that's, you know, a, a big part of sharing knowledge and resources. 
And I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, so many things of what you said just really resonate with me across this whole spectrum, right? Which is you know, living our values. You know, so many of the people that we work with and that I have intersected with in franchising, they are, are, are values-driven individuals and they want to have impact. They want to help people succeed, just as you've been talking about. And I, and I think that, uh, and this is just, this is another very specific and acute way to truly live your values. And in a way that also is, is doing a lot of good in, in communities and helping businesses grow. I mean, I, I, we, we've, I think, all seen research and statistics and had our own experiences as well that when we're making decisions about which local business we're going to go into, the ones that we know that are really involved in the community, the ones that we know are, are run by, um, you know, men and women who are really involved, you know, impacts our decisions and, and how and how we, we go about um, making our own choices. And so I, I really appreciate you hearing about that as well. And, you know, again, the opportunity to say thank you to Rourke for making it possible to have a franchising gives back program where we can keep thinking about ways to do what you're talking about as well, which is how can we also share resources and information to help other brands think about, well, what's the next way? How can I level this up? And how can I have an even bigger impact? Um, and how can we you know, collectively tell that story on behalf of, of franchising? So what I'd love to do next with that is I'd like to introduce our audience to Jen Garner. Jen is the Director of Corporate Affairs and Sustainability at Papa John's. Papa John's has a fantastic story to share as well and leadership in this space as well. So in terms of also living our values too, we want to share with our members examples of, of another member and how they are bringing this to light within their system. So Jen, if I could bring you up to the, um, up to the floor and introduce you to our audience, could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your franchise background? before we, we jump in. Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here with you all today. Um, I joined Papa John's in January of 2021. So um, full transparency, my experience with franchising is almost two years old. <laughs> um, but obviously Papa John's um, has been uh, a franchisor for you know, quite some time. We're about 95% uh, franchise. So from a community standpoint and a, a CSR standpoint, our big priority is to support our franchisees, community engagement efforts, and really elevate all the great work that our franchisees are doing in their communities. I, I love hearing that, and uh, so I'll admit too, since you're, I'm about four years into my to my my franchise story and um, and coming into it and. I have loved being part of this journey because I think what, you know, what I have been learning to translate from my prior world and coming into this and then, and seeing how much people are, are um, really, truly committed to seeing growth and supporting their communities and supporting brands as they grow, you know, and Papa John's has just such a long history of community and involvement. Um, and I'd love you to talk a little bit more, if you wouldn't mind, about your strategy. How do you choose the partners that you support? What how, what's the decision making process that you could you could share with others in an idea and in, in an opportunity to try and inspire others to to learn from the journey that you all have been on? Sure, happy to. Um, you know, so I mentioned, you know, Papa John's has a, a long history of, of giving back to our community since we were founded in 1984. 
Um, and again, our franchisees, you know, in local communities every day are giving back, whether it's through disaster relief or, you know, the, the local softball team, the local food bank. Um, and so, you know, we view our role as really helping to elevate what they're doing. Um, so longtime community engagement, uh, for sure. We officially launched the Papa John's Foundation for Building Community in 2019. Um, we wanted to take, you know, all the great work that's happening, you know, at the corporate level and with our franchisees and create more of a strategic framework and structure to guide our giving. Um, and I think most importantly, we wanted to make sure that uh, we were focusing investments and franchisee and team member engagement to, you know, really have the greatest impact and move the needle on the issues that we know are important for our franchisees, for our customers, and for our communities. Um, you know, when it comes to partnerships and, you know, collaborations with uh, nonprofit partners, you know, we think about it in a couple of different ways. Uh, first, you know, we think about is the organization aligned with our impact areas? So Papa John's, we have three impact areas. One focus area is youth leadership. Um, since 2019, we've invested more than $3 million in youth leadership programs through boys and girls clubs um, at the national level and at the local level in our franchisee communities. Um, and then also scholarships through UNCF. Um, our two other focus areas are hunger relief and then food waste. So, you know, we're a food company. So that's obviously, um, you know, important issues and topics for us. And uh, we were excited a couple months ago um, as a part of our celebration for Hunger Action Month in September, Papa John's and our foundation announced a commitment to donate uh, 10 million meals over the next five years. So we're really excited to be doing that in partnership with um, our corporate stores and our franchisee stores. Um, so, you know, one, again, one question is, you know, is an organization aligned with one of those focus areas? And then, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, one of our big priorities is around supporting our franchisees' local community efforts. So from a geographic standpoint, generally we prioritize, you know, I would say more established national organizations, but that are also doing work in our local community. Um, so we kind of think about that. And then to further support our franchisees, last year we launched the Papa John's Building Community Fund, um, which is a grant program where our franchisees can apply for grants of up to $10,000 to uh, donate to one of their local, uh, an organization in their local community. Again, it's, it's focused on one of our focus areas. Um, we just wrapped up the program for this year. We had about 200 franchisees nominate local organizations and just, I think last week, um, awarded more than one and a half million dollars to those local groups. So it's, you know, it's like we get to play Santa Claus, <laughs> uh, or enable our franchisees to play Santa Claus rather. Um, so it was, it was really great. That's fantastic. First of all, you know, kudos to all that you all are doing and the amount, you know, the, the commitment to feed the hungry, develop the youth, many of whom are hopefully, I'm imagining is on your mind too. Well, 
will they work on our stores? Will they, you know, will they be drivers, you know, and how, and how can we, we think about nurturing and cultivating the, the next generation as they come forward and, and so many things. And, you know, one of the things that I I was thinking about as you were talking to, when I think about what are some of the takeaways I want our audience members to have as we're learning and we're listening to this, I think one of the main things I, I always want to encourage everybody to understand this is a journey, right? You even shared that you were sharing how you know you started the the Papa John started the foundation 2019, I think you said, right? Okay. And but it's there was a lot, lot of work going on at Papa John's in this regard well before too, right? Because sometimes you know when you hear and you talk to some small, well, I'm not Papa John's. Papa John's is you know is huge. Right. They're Papa John's, but I think to Allison's point and talking about her the portfolio or some of the brands in the portfolio and and what they are doing. People are starting. You just you start and then you build and then you evolve and then you think about how we can have the next impact. And I think that's one of the really important. Um, takeaways, I think, for our members here, and as they can get inspired to think about the the role of strategic philanthropy. To your point, we're a food company. We know how to. We make pizza, and we know that we can have a role to play in help helping to address hungry kids in our community or hungry families. And I think every brand out there has, I think, something to contribute in that regard. So, you know, and it's just, it's amazing to hear about the level of your commitments, um, which I think are are exciting. You mentioned something else too, that is, is a near and dear passion for the, for the IFA Foundation, which is your intersection in, in diversity um, and your focus for um, HBCUs. And so to make sure that I don't always speak in acronyms. So historically black colleges and universities, um, a big part of what we also talk about in the foundation is thinking about a pipeline of talent. You know, we know franchises, they need workers, they need employees, and hopefully they become owners. And as we recruit owners and just bring people into the franchise system. Um, so that's something we spend a lot of time thinking about and trying to find our own ways to nurture relationships with um, historically black colleges and universities through internships or you name it. But you mentioned you all, Papa John's does some work in, in that specific specific area as well as part of their their philanthropic work. Could you speak to that in a little more detail? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, just taking a, a step back um, and, you know, happy to share a little bit more about our partnership with um, UNCF. Um, but I think it's important for the listeners to know, you know, at Papa John's, our number one priority as a company, so like ahead of profits, ahead of opening new stores, um, is to build a culture of leaders who believe in diversity, inclusivity, and winning. So DEI is at the, the core of, of, of everything that we do. Um, and, you know, and we think about, you know, some of the challenges that, you know, everyone is facing. The, the world is short-staffed right now, right? Um, so when we think about, you know, tying in, you know, our diversity, our philanthropy strategy, you know, in terms of, you know, supporting, you know, business, business challenges and supporting, you know, where the business is going. Um, the talent pipeline obviously plays an important role in that, you know, you know, we need, we need workers, we need people to join our team. Um, and then we, we need that to connect and to support our diversity um, initiatives. And, you know, we know that the workforce that reflects our customers, our communities, and sort of you know, the, the evolution of all of our stakeholders is going to result in better ideas, more innovation, you know, thinking about our next menu items, 
Um, you know, we know the value of having diverse backgrounds around the table. Um, so Papa John's, we've launched a recruiting strategy to kind of further diversify our candidate pool, um, you know, reach prospective team members from all sorts of backgrounds. And our partnership with UNCF is, is a really important part of that effort. Um, through uh, a $500,000 grant from the Papa John's Foundation, we've been able to support scholarships for 50 um, HBCU students over the past two years. Um, and then that also includes some uh, emergency aid for students who might be at risk of dropping out. So, you know, think about college students who might have an unexpected financial hardship, their car's in the shop, they need to get it out to get to school or get to work. They've got some you know, medical issues, something going on at home with their family. And, you know, that funding just helps keep those students in school working toward their degrees. So when they graduate, you know, they can they can be a part of that talent pipeline that, you know, we're, we're all looking for. Um, and then also exciting is this year, uh, in partnership with UNCF, we launched the RISE Internship Program. So um, another acronym for you, it's uh, recruiting interns for, uh, I'm sorry, recruiting interns to succeed and excel, um, which created opportunities for UNCF scholars to work at um, our corporate hubs in Atlanta and in Louisville. Um, over the summer this year, this summer we launched the program and so we're excited to keep that going next year. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, we, beyond UNCF, we partner with um, academic institutions, career development organizations, always thinking about, you know, our partnership with Boys and Girls Clubs and other youth organizations to think about how we can, um, you know, bring people through that talent pipeline um, and get, you know, just continue to, um, to diversify our organizations. That's fantastic to hear about. You know, thank you for sharing those examples. And, um, and again, just seeing how everything ties into a greater vision, right? What, are, what do you value as an organization? What do you know how to do really well as a company? What are some of the needs and challenges that you face as a brand and then down even into your local stores? And are there ways where we can lean into helping to address some of those underlying challenges that truly and significantly have an impact on, on people's ability to work? to, you know, to own businesses, to save money, and, and to advance their, um, advance their career. So it's, it's really exciting to hear you talk about um, your work that you have done there. So I, I look forward to staying up to date with that and being able to share more. Uh, so one of the things I'd like to do next with both Allison and, and Jen with our audience is talk a little bit about a program that we um, and a partner that we have at the IFA Foundation. You know, I think one of the things we've been trying to focus on in the past year as well is how do we also do more to practice what we preach? How can we think about leveraging our experience, expertise and our members to ad ad advance the, our work and have more impact in our communities while we are shining a light on the great work that um, franchise systems are doing and contributing to their communities. So one of the things um, in particular that, that we did is we've done a campaign 
with a new nonprofit partner for us called Blue Star Families. So as I mentioned, as we started our podcast, veterans is a, is a strong focus area for us as well within franchising. We know veterans are amazing for franchising and franchising is great for veterans. So we have a core mission to nurture this community um, and introduce them to franchising. Further, you know, there aren't French veteran stories or diversity stories are often community stories. I mean, these are all deeply entwined. Um, and Blue Star Families has a particular focus on supporting the military connected family. You know, the, the statistics that we have heard so much about 34% of um, military spouses are under or unemployed because of how frequently they have to move, how frequently they have to move within communities and then get reestablished and the sense of isolation that they have and trying to reestablish their lives everywhere that they go. And, you know, one of the things that we felt that we had an opportunity to have impact on is, you know, the veteran and the veteran connected community, they are looking for products and services in every new community they go, who better to support them and welcome them than, than franchise brands who um, are willing and eager to meet them and support them and are very veteran friendly in doing that. Um, looking at ways that we can support not just the veteran, but the whole system, because, and as we know in franchising, and I'm sure you both could speak to as well, and Allison, I'm sure this is your experience. It's not often an individual. This is a family decision when people are coming into franchising and the whole family is, is involved um, in getting involved with this. So, you know, we really liked the opportunity and, and not to mention Blue Star Families has millions of people that they reach collectively between um, the, the outreach into the military and military connected uh, family and community. So we love the opportunity to help them shine a light on franchising as we're as we're reaching out. So both Rourke and um Papa John's and and groups within within your universe, Allison, were, were active supporters of our recent Blue Star Families campaign. So we were trying to do part of Welcome Week. So what they do in September, which is very commonly when a lot of military families are moving, because they're trying to relocate their families for school, and in an effort to help them combat deep feelings of isolation in their communities, there is a nationally chartered and congressionally recognized event called Welcome Week, where, you know, it's like trying to roll out the wet red carpet in local communities to help military families who are moving feel connected and get um, to, to get uh, well, get to meet so many people in their local community. And we wanted to play a role in that because we wanted to make sure that our franchise brands who we knew would want to be there are a big part of that. So, um, Allison, if I could start with you. Schlotzky's, uh, they've been involved with Blue Star Families for many years, and then they also got involved with our with our Welcome Week campaign. Can you speak a little bit about um, about their participation with Blue Star Families and their commitments in this in this area? Absolutely. And I'm a little biased because I have a West Point Army dad. Um, so I think that supporting this whole family move um, is amazing. So congrats on what you've built with Blue Star Families. And Schlotzky's put together a program that, that really is at the magic of what we were talking about earlier. And I just want to be really clear. I'm just a spokesperson from the Rourke level. So I need to give... Um, credit where credit is due and their chief brand officer, William Armstrong, and their PR star, if you know her, Sarah Zwolski, and a field marketer, Cassandra Roshan, really put this together along with their franchisee council. Um, and what they wanted to do <clears throat> was really 
support those, just as you were saying, the active duty military members and their families that are moving from community to community. So how can Schlotzkys welcome them? Um, so one of the things that they did was donate this year um, during Welcome Week $50,000. And what that partnership helps them do is support the Blue Star Family Program because they provide complimentary programs, they provide resources, events for people, like you were saying, to meet each other. Um, I think it's 600,000 families, correct me if I'm wrong, that relocate every year. That's a whole lot of families. And so Shalatsky's wanted to make sure they felt connected, that they felt supported, and as they say, empowering them to thrive, not just survive. So, um, but one of the things when I'm talking about the magic that I thought was really cool when they were telling me about this program is that when they started meeting people during welcome week, they realized, and again, you had, you touched on this, the insight of that these families do get uprooted and they need flexible jobs. So as we're in this very pressure cooker labor situation, like what a great thing that these families know that Schlotsky supports them, but then also that they're able to tap into that as a labor pool. So it becomes that win, win, win that everybody loves about the intersection of business and philanthropy. And so they did fun things too, where they you know, gave free kids meals with an adult meal. And um, they have some ongoing efforts for Family Appreciation Month, which is this month um, in November and Veterans Day and things like that. So, but yeah, high level, I think they just, they've loved this partnership and it's been, it's been great for them all around. Thanks for those comments. And I think one specific thing you, you said really hits the nail on the head, right? This is a win-win-win. It's good for the it's good for the military connected families. It is good for the community. It is good for the businesses and the and the organizations that support it. And, you know, because we all get better when we're all working together to support each other and trying to solve problems and challenges and, and get people engaged. So that's really wonderful to hear. Uh, I appreciate you you speaking on behalf of, of Schlotsky's and we appreciated their engagement with um with Blue Star families as well as we all, I think continue to evolve our efforts in this in this way to to advance our mission. You know, so Jen Papa Johns was also a supporter of, of Welcome Week this year. We were very uh, appreciative of the willingness to provide coupons for the effort and and you know because who doesn't order a pizza when they move? I mean, let's, that's, that's seriously. And that's, you know, knowing and, and seeing that was, was really fun to be able to share. Um, you were highlighted as a national partner by Blue Star Families. And, you know, so in addition to doing the good work of, of supporting military families, you also received some national media attention for your work in this. Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, Papa John's commitment to this campaign and, and, and how that has, um, you know, influenced you all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was this was such a great campaign. Um, you know, Papa John's has been supporting you know the veteran community for um, uh, for a long time. Many of our franchisees are from military connected families and franchise are in veterans. Um, you know, so th those issues are really important for us. Um, so when the IFA Foundation approached, um, actually Caroline Euler, uh, our chief legal officer who is on the board of IFA, um, you know, we, we kind of huddled and it was a no brainer. I mean, of, of course, we, we want to support um, the Welcome Week activities. Um, 
you know, you mentioned, you know, who doesn't want a pizza when you're unpacking boxes and settling into the, you know, your new community, usually, usually looking for something that's a little familiar, right? Um, you know, so it, it can just really help bring folks together. Um, so yeah, we were we were happy to uh, to support the campaign. We actually partnered with our um, our Flavor Honor IRG. It's our Inclusion Resource Group, which is our um, group of like our employee affinity group um, of, of veterans at Papa John's. And so we partnered with that group internally to uh, donate gift cards for, I think it was 250 families to use as they were settling into the new, the new community um, and just helping to support them. You know, the military families sacrifice so much. They put so much on the line all the time that, you know, again, when the opportunity came our way, it was a no brainer. We were just really proud to be a part of the campaign and, you know, being featured as a partner and the, you know, the media attention was great, but I think, you know, mo most importantly, we were just really proud to support, um, you know, this effort by the IFA Foundation and the, the military families returning home. Oh, great. Thank you so much for, for those comments. And again, thank you for the support for the campaign and, you know, for, for both of you. I know as I'm mindful of the time, you know, I want to, I want us to think about, um, I guess maybe my last question and I'll start with you, Allison, on this, you know, cause Fran we've talked franchising gives back for years and this, we are here because of Rourke. So as we come to a close, if you were to think about you know, what do you think are, are like the, the biggest pieces of advice you would give the franchising community or just something that you would want to leave people with in thinking about the importance of prioritizing um, community engagement as part of their long term strategy? What would what would you leave everybody with? So I think one of the things that I love about this whole space and how the feedback from Rourke in particular. So we have, of course, portfolio support that we do, but I'm gonna speak now for my own team culture, um, is how much community support can bring people together. It can create personal relationships on your team. It can strengthen your culture like nothing else can. And it also provides that opportunity for you to get to know people on a very personal basis that you might not interact with every day. So whether you're you know, a, a server versus someone that's working in the back of house, for example. So I think one, it, it's very good for culture and teamwork. And then two, I think it gives your team something to be proud of, that they can be really happy about where they work and feel really good about it. So to me, no matter what industry or if it's a franchisee level all the way up to private equity, it, it, we're all humans and we all have hearts and we all want to leave the world a better place and do good. And if you can give your team the opportunity to do that, then I think you'll be even more successful. It's good karma too, right? <laughs> A hundred percent. What we get, we get back what we, what we give. So, um, and I, and I think it, it very eloquently points out to, I think we're also all kind of craving connection and in even more so these days. And, you know, we might've even, might even be underestimating how much we kind of want and need the, those opportunities to get back and to reconnect and to, um, 
to feel part of a community again after a couple of years of isolation and 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 realizing uh, the opportunities in front of us to do that. So thank yeah. you for reminding us of that, Allison. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, and so Jen, same with you as we're as we're coming to a close, and you know we've hopefully have a number of franchise brands who are listening to this and and they hear you know advice from from Papa John's about how how can they think about this and and taking a step on on their journey. What would be some of the the parting advice that you would give a franchise brand? Sure. So I, first of all, I agree um, with all that Allison said. Um, just, you know, I think the the connection we're, we're all craving is, um, it's very clear. Um, so I think, you know, I think, um, you know, what I would want to leave the listeners with is sort of um, don't underestimate the impact of like collaboration. So you know, at Papa John's, again, a lot of our franchisees have been, you know, working in their communities for decades um, and giving back. And, you know, we have some franchisees that are larger. They own a lot of stores. They, they may have the ability to contribute, um, you know, in bigger ways. But then I also think about the franchisees who may, you know, own, you know, one or two stores, right? Um, so they, in some cases, may be a little bit more limited in what they can give back. So like partnering with other franchisees in a, in a co-op situation in some of our markets where, you know, there are a few different franchisees kind of coming together around, you know, a topic or an issue that's really important for that community um, to, again, kind of have more of that impact, right? Um, kind of coming together, pooling resources um, to be able to, to do more. Um, you know, I just always think we, and we've talked about it a little bit today, you know, we're all always better together, right? Um, so if we can all come together, sort of pulling those resources and being able to contribute in a bigger way, um, we can have more impact. That is so true. I, you know, I think when we realize, and that is also part of the mission that, that we are, we are charged with thinking about from franchising gives back is how can we tell the collective story on behalf of franchising while we elevate the individual story and the individual actors and the things that we are accomplishing there. And I know there's so much more work that we can do as, as we keep leaning into our own evolution and our own journey um, to help franchising give back gives back to continue to evolve so as i'm as i am coming to a close here i do want to say a thank you again to allison and jen for sharing your stories for sharing your passion and honestly most importantly for doing the work you know that's why we're we're here to highlight something because you know both of you and and individuals like you in franchising are committing to this and and making these these making progress like this a reality and making it part of our growth strategy as businesses while we're having a, a seriously positive impact on communities. And there's so much more I think that we can keep doing there to elevate that story. And I look forward to doing that. Um, as I'm coming to a close and, I, and I'm thinking of our listeners who are here too, you know, I want to encourage everybody to please keep your eyes out for the continued work that we will be doing as part of the IFA Foundation Franchise and Gives Back program. So for instance, in coming um, days, weeks, and months, we're running up to convention. You're going to see hopefully a lot of really interesting information and opportunities coming forward about how Franchising Gives Back is going to be part of our annual convention. You know, to Allison's uh, point, this 
this is going to be a great opportunity we see to get a lot of amazing leaders in franchising together doing some great work and good. And we would invite everybody to participate in that with us. Um, and we're also looking at additional ways even beyond a convention to keep um, advancing our partnerships with groups like Blue Star Families and how can we do the work in support of all of our programs that advance diversity, advance veterans, advance community through the, the work that is um, doing good through franchising gives back. So we look forward to continuing this conversation. Allison, thank you. Jen, thank you. Um, a lot of inspiring uh, and thoughts and wisdom shared here today. So we appreciate your time and we look forward to our next conversation. Thank you. And thanks for listening to Franchise Voice from the International Franchise Association. For more information on the IFA and franchising gives back, please visit franchise.org.